We often see all of the things crumbling all around us and see it as destruction instead of true revitalization for something new. You have to make way for the new things to come in, and that means that the old things have to leave. You lost your job so that you could find your purpose. You got your heart broken so that you could learn to love it on your own and then let it be loved by someone who wouldn't break it. Those friends left your life because they weren't good for you, but you had to be lonely or sad or depleted for a while to realize that what you thought you wanted would have never given you what you were looking for after all. How many blessings in disguise have you uncovered? How many bullets have you dodged? How many times have you looked back at yourself in shambles of the past and wanted to whisper in your ear from the skin you live in now, just wait, you don't know what's in store for you. We don't know what we don't know, and we never will until the time comes where we realize with gratitude how divinely led our bumps in the road were. What would happen if we could trust that the chaotic tower moments were our divinely lit turning points for our evolution? How much faster would we grow to see the sun if we could know that it would always rise again, even after the darkest of days? You must do this now so that you can see more later. This is for you not to you. I see that the illusion of bondage gave me more freedom, that the illusion of sadness gave me more light, that what seemed like the end of the world was a new chapter of a fresh life. But you're awakening already, right? It's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. Hello and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. I am Vanessa Fontana, and I welcome you to this episode. This is episode 20, which feels really beautiful and almost a bit surreal, if that makes sense, in terms of how far this podcast has come in such a short amount of time. I had a really beautiful week of connecting with many of you on social media around the podcast, and I want to say a very very deep, deep thank you to everyone who responded to my questions around the podcast. So I reached out to some of you who had expressed love for the podcast over Instagram on the Figuring Shit Out Instagram and my personal Instagram around um, what your thoughts on the previous episodes had been, what you would like to see more of, and really asked for your brutal honesty when it came to the discussions that have been had, things of the length of the podcast, and I learned some really, really amazing amazing insights from all of you and it gave me such a beautiful moment of humility in how I feel that this space that I created in my room after deciding to do it has really translated into the world in a meaningful way. And I just want to say a very big thank you um, to everyone who listens, to everyone who supports, to everyone who reaches out to me. Um, when I reached out to ask questions on the podcast, I got responses that I really didn't expect, like paragraphs upon paragraphs, and it made my heart so warm. But I really want to say that if you are on that journey of self-discovery, whether I'm in your ear helping you along the way or not, that whenever I get any kind of expression that I've helped in some way, I really want to make it clear that all I've done is sit here and speak the words that you chose to listen to and you chose to see value in and find resonance with and that you are, just like my last episode, really echoed the sentiment, you are the only one who will ever heal yourself, who will ever help yourself. And for me to create a space that feels safe for you to enable that healing and helping yourself is 
the most beautiful honor and privilege in such a, an amazing way. Um, and the reason that I had asked about those things when it came to the podcast was really because I am going through a redirection of energy in my life to really focus on the things that I feel resonance with and really redirecting some of the things that I've spent some time doing outside of the podcast in terms of my work life, career life, and putting as much love as I can into this this space um, because it has given so much back to me. And I want to really, really make it as best as it can be. So if you have any additional comments, please feel free to reach out to me on my socials. They're linked below, as well as if you want to rate the podcast, I would be very grateful for that. And if you like this episode, please tell me your thoughts. Every word that you write, everything that you say, whether you're commenting on TikTok, whether you found me here, you found me there, it is always a really connective experience that brings me so much gratitude for the thing that I'm doing to really help myself and knowing that it is additionally helping other people in some way. And so there's a lot more updates that will be coming with this podcast and a lot that I have in the works and in plans for additional resources for whoever chooses to embark upon the journey with me to be able to take with them. And there's going to be many more updates to come on all of those things. But for now, I just wanted to express gratitude for the people who responded and the people who gave their beautiful insights and give you a very big thank you for letting me sit in your ear and talk to you for um, a day out of the week every week and I just want you to know that this space is very special to me and that I am putting all of the love that I, I really can into it to allow it to teach me what I need for my own self-development and hope that that trickles into one or two people. But recently I had just gotten a notification that I have 50,000 downloads on this podcast, which in less than five months of launching and with 20 episodes is really like beautiful. And I'm just, I'm very happy about it. There's a, a feeling of, you know, accomplishment that comes with it, but also just realizing, I guess, how far that this sort of journey has, has came, which really ropes into the topic of today's episode, which is that, you know, life happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. And the sooner that we are able to see the purpose and the lessons in the chaotic moments in our lives, the sooner we are able to really go on the evolvement that the universe or the world around us is testing us to see if we will rise in those ashes. So with that gratitude and with that thank you and with this idea in mind for this podcast episode that life happens for you and not to you and the sooner we are able to ask ourselves why is this a good thing when something bad happens, it is an act of true determination to be resilient. And now I'm going to read something that I wrote around this topic, um, inspired by for you, not to you, and from a broader lens of the chaotic moments that happen in our lives, the things that feel so depleting and so heavy, and the moments that are really hard to see the silver linings in. It is titled Forehead Kisses from the Universe. When a mother tucks her unruly child into bed, the child often resists and coddles their hours awake with doe-eyed pleas for more time in the world. The mother shakes her head with a smile and says, I know. Tomorrow is a new day, and there will be many more days, and now is the time to sleep. The child will request bedtime stories and ask a million questions to fight the discipline of timely sleep and the mother will pacify and satiate their desire for more time only for a moment with a small story and a kiss on the forehead but eventually walk away to turn the lights out and leave their child to rest if left to their own devices the child would stay up all night playing with toys and hearing stories only to have the dark eyes of fatigue in the morning and no chance to see the sun while it is out when the child unknowingly realizes that the room is cold and dark and peaceful and that their mother has left the room and no more stories are to be had, their eyes fall and they surrender. 
They kicked and screamed for more time for childlike fun, but don't know that they have been gifted an act of love, something that, if they had the faculties to understand, would be grateful for. We are not so different from that kicking and screaming child, resistant of change that feels like a burden and an inconvenience, asking why and pleading for more, unknowing that in the moments that feel like forced shifts, the universe is kissing our forehead and turning out the lights, leaving us to rest so that we have more chances and opportunities for awakened hours with bright eyes. We don't know what we don't know, and we never will until the time comes where we realize with gratitude how divinely led our bumps in the road were. You lost your job so that you could find your purpose. You got your heart broken so that you could learn to love it on your own and then let it be loved by someone who wouldn't break it. Those friends left your life because they weren't good for you, but you had to be lonely or sad or depleted for a while to realize that what you thought you wanted would have never given you what you were looking for after all. How many blessings in disguise have you uncovered? How many bullets have you dodged? How many times have you looked back at yourself in shambles of the past and wanted to whisper in your ear from the skin you live in now, just wait, you don't know what's in store for you? What would happen if we could trust that the chaotic tower moments were our divinely lit turning points for our evolution? How much faster would we grow to see the sun if we could know that it would always rise again, even after the darkest of days? In winter, we hold out by the fire for the hope of the first bloom because we know that it is coming. We know that it always will. We trust because we've seen it before time and time again. No matter how cold it gets, we know that it will one day be warm. Why don't we know by now that the sun will always rise again, that the daffodils will always come bursting out of the ground, that the moments of gratitude for all the pain are inevitable in our moments of conceivable loss? Sometimes I feel like I've been through enough in my life that nothing will surprise me anymore and that I've risen from the ashes many times before that I'll always know that I will be able to do it again and again until I have to do it again. And I am that child in bed asking for more bedtime stories and pleading for more hours awake, resisting the transition that will, without my knowledge, give me more grace to touch the sky in ways I have never before. The universe... My mother kissing my forehead and telling me, you must do this now so that you can see more later. This is for you, not to you. And upon awakening to a new day and a sun full of light, well rested after surrendering to what I fought and fought to not rest in, I see now what I couldn't have then. I see what the darkness casted shadows upon in the unforgiving moments of turmoil. I see that the illusion of bondage gave me more freedom, that the illusion of sadness gave me more light, that what seemed like the end of the world was a new chapter of a fresh life. This podcast almost began in one of those tower moments or in one of those moments of not exactly knowing what to do. Many of you expressed, which was quite a surprise to me that you enjoyed hearing my personal anecdotes and you enjoyed hearing the notes on my life that I connect back to some of these spiritual concepts and give you insights into how I've learned the things that I am articulating and speaking about. And so that was quite a illuminating insight for me because initially, you know, when I started the podcast, I was like, I really should not be talking so much about myself. Like these people don't care about me, like not in a self-deprecating way, just in a, you know, I can't expect to have people really listen when they don't know who I am and expect that they would want to hear about the personal anecdotes of my life. Um, but I found that you enjoy that. So I will make a point to not be insecure about any of it. And um, as I mentioned to many of you, my first podcast episode guest will be my mother. And I chose to have my first guest be my mom because I didn't really know how I felt about guests. I asked a lot of you how you felt about guests and a lot of the responses that I got were 
um, a desire to see people in my life, like my friends or, you know, my family or the people who I spend a lot of my time with and kind of gain different perspectives and um, see, you know, like what those relationships look like um, rather than having experts in the field to come and talk. And so I'm, I'm kind of figuring out how I want to go about that. But I decided to have my mom because she has listened to every episode top to bottom. She gives me her spark notes. She will review every single one of them. She shares it with everyone she knows. She's truly been like such a support in this podcast from, you know, a few hundred miles away. And, um, you know, my mom is a very big part of the healing that I've gone through because my relationship with her has changed and evolved and healed so much. And also a big part of, you know, what I had to heal from, if I'm being totally honest, was my relationship with my mother. And so having her on the podcast, I feel is really right for the relationship that I have with you guys as my audience and also to honor my relationship with her in a way and give us both the space to have a a really honest conversation that draws in from the things that she's been through and the things that I've been through and witnessed her going through in her life. And um, there's going to be more to come on that. But the ability to, you know, turn water into wine, the ability to see the silver linings, even when everything is so dark and bleak or, you know, something unexpected happens is a true gift, a true power and a true act of resilience. And, um, you know, I could speak about many of the things that I've garnered from those tower moments and how they ended up being the blessings and disguises and the true essence and nature of the term life is happening for you it is not happening to you and it seems like again and again we go through things that we end up realizing later on are really important for us to go through but we don't know it at the time and it just takes time and time and time again for us to you know surrender some of that trust and really learn to trust that everything does happen as it should and for a reason and you know no matter how many times we go through those things it's so hard hard to see again and again, but this podcast episode is inspired by it because yesterday I spent about an hour and a half recording an episode and I felt so good about this episode. It was all about intentional living. I was giving you guys tips and advice for um, routines and presence and, you know, the difference between creating your life and surrendering to it and, you know, mindset hacks for getting through your day and talking about my routine that I've learned, which serves me and giving you some insights to be able to build your own routine that serves you. And If this sounds really interesting to you, it was really interesting and I'm so mad that I lost it, but it will be coming. I sat and recorded for about an hour and a half. Like this was a longer episode, but it was filled with so much goodness and value that I really was like so in the flow of it. And I had somewhere to be. And immediately after I finished recording the episode, I went to go save it and I ended up not saving it. And it was nowhere to be found and I had somewhere to go. And so I just really in that moment had to be like, all right, am I going to let this ruin my day or not? And I had a bit of a pity party, right? Like you got to have have your little moment of like, I hate that this happened when something happens that you didn't want to happen. But it's the moment from you realizing that it happened, being upset about it happened, feeling the feelings around the fact that it happened and honoring your anger or your sadness or your frustration around this unexpected happening of a thing to the moment where you realize, okay, like what can I do about it? And then the moment after that where you realize, all right, maybe this was actually a good thing. And I think like the gaps between the initial moment of feeling the loss and then realizing there's nothing you can do about the loss and then the realizing that maybe the loss happened for a reason and starting to see those reasons, the sooner that we can close those gaps in between the loss and accepting it and then turning it into something of the opposite nature is the quicker we are able to be more resilient in our lives and the quicker we are able to truly go through those transitional phases of evolving and helping ourselves and healing. And it was in that moment where I had somewhere to be. Like I couldn't just show up somewhere angry. And so I really had a very brief period of time. This was not going to ruin my day. I soon realized like 
what can I do about it? I soon came to the point of knowing that I had no control over it, that even if there was a way to recover this, which there wasn't ultimately, and I'm grateful that I didn't even have the time to do a bunch of research and figure that out because there isn't a way to recover it. And so it was truly just gone. After having such an intentional day yesterday and having this intention that I had set throughout my day and then literally recording an hour and a half episode that no one is going to hear that is gone forever that I will recreate and I'm going to make it better than it was. So it's, it's fine. Like it's totally okay. And it inspired this episode. So there was like this huge, beautiful reason that I found for it happening. But I also realized that there was no way that I could have just sat for an hour and a half and talked about intention and talked about you being able to really firm yourself up to be resilient for the things that happen in your life And then this thing happening, that was such a major inconvenience, but really wasn't that big of a deal. There was no way that I was just going to like not take the advice that I had just given to the world for an hour and a half and not live by it. And so I was like, this is an opportunity and I need to see this as an opportunity. And so what I did was I just like let myself be upset for about 10 minutes. I let myself be upset. And then I was like, okay, yeah, nothing I can do about this. Nothing I can do about this. And Yesterday, I had set this intention to be able to be present and be grounded and really find the magic in my life. And so I took this losing my episode 20, losing my podcast episode, and I started to say, okay, well, how can I find the magic in this? And maybe it is for a reason, even though it didn't feel like it was. Maybe it is for a reason. And maybe in my venture out of the apartment and into the world, I'm going to find a brand new episode inspiration that I can then use. And that's kind of what ended up happening. But the way that it ended up happening is that I decided I wasn't going to be upset about it. I decided that it wasn't going to ruin my day. And it took a lot of decision. It took a lot of reaffirming that decision. It took a lot of grounding myself after this thing happened to really feel that. And what I ended up doing was I was on my way somewhere and I ordered my second pumpkin spice iced chai latte with a shot of espresso in it because I know that that makes me happy. And then I got a bagel because I was like, I know that that makes me happy. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to soothe myself with this bagel and this pumpkin spice iced chai latte and this is going to be like my little shift like after I eat this like I'm stepping into a new reality where I am open to the opportunity of seeing why this happened right so I get my pumpkin chai I get my bagel I walk to the train and the train is seven minutes away and I scan my phone to like go into the train thing and usually it being seven minutes away would annoy me I'd be like great, I have to wait seven minutes. But instead I was like, no, this is a good thing because now I can eat my bagel and drink my coffee and I don't have to do it on the subway like a fiend. And realizing and literally saying to myself in my head, it's a good thing that the train is seven minutes away. I started to take that notion, it's a good thing, and put it back into the podcast. The podcast episode that you guys will only hear after it's been revised and re-recorded, the podcast episode that was lost, and I listed out in my notes, why is this a good thing? And here's what I wrote. I got to self-soothe with a bagel and coffee. (laughs) I got to be extra intentional in my vibration. So before this had happened, I probably would have just like went to where I was going and kept the energy that I had after recording the episode if I hadn't lost the episode. But because something had happened that like took me off my place of feeling good and finding flow, I realized like, okay, I need to be intentional after this because I don't want to take this energy into where I'm going. Like I don't want to now pollute my day with this negativity. So I need to be intentional, which led me to number three, I got to decide how I'm going to feel. This was like literally evidence because I was just like, okay, I talk about all the time. You decide how you feel. You're responsible for how you feel. And I can't count how many times I've been feeling good and then something happens and I'm no longer feeling good. And I have really been trying to be less conditional in my peace and in my happiness to where the unexpected day events, the inconveniences that we go through every single day don't bring me down. They don't take me off my vibrational plane. They don't disrupt my energy and I've been really trying to practice that so I was like this is an opportunity to practice this like this is a clear opportunity nothing really that bad happened like let's 
level set here. So number four, I get to reaffirm my power of decision and choices. Five, I got two hours of me talking and flowing, even if no one heard it. Six, I get to reaffirm showing up for myself later and holding myself to that standard. So because I knew that I am committed to releasing an episode every Sunday, I was like, well, with or without that episode, I'm still releasing it. I'm not going to lay down and die. Still got to show up for myself. Still got to show up for this thing that I love to do. So this is me reaffirming my showing up for myself. It only impacts me if I let it. I get to regroup and recenter my energy because I had a need to. I'm reading off this list. I now have an entire outline for what I'm going to talk about at some point and I get to streamline it. So realistically, like this episode was great. I loved it, but it was long. And I do think that there's obviously a lot of things that could have been streamlined, could have been, you know, articulated better. I didn't really have a framework for the episode. And so I kind of just like sat down and was talking. And while I feel like it was really well articulated, I really didn't even get a chance to listen to it back. So what do I know? But what I do know is that I have the framework for what I was talking about. And now I get a chance to actually put some more love into it. So there's a positive aspect to it. Um, Then I continue to write practicing surrender to what you don't have control over the opportunity to observe the rest of my day and find magic. Perhaps there was something else to be discussed. And there was and it's this the opportunity to have an opportunity and to see it as one. There are so many things that happen in our lives that we will later on after we've been through like the self-pity and the victimization see that they were real opportunities for growth, but we have to go through like all of this darkness to see that observation and to see that opportunity. And because I had such a short amount of time in between like being upset and like having to go be in the world, I really had to like do this on express three times speed mode. So it was really like, how can I see this as an opportunity as fast as I can? So this was just a way for me to be like, how fast can I see it? And of course, this was not something that was like the end of the world. This was me losing a podcast episode. It was really more than anything an inconvenience. It felt like I just wasted two hours of my time and it was just annoying. But if I could really practice seeing something as an inconvenience as an opportunity then like when the really crazy shit happens like how much more quickly will I be able to see those things as an opportunity and like really practicing that um so continuing on my list which I found a lot of reasons for observing how I'm keeping my energy from a place of feeling good no matter what choosing peace and ease deliberately The Untethered Soul talks about this, and this is a part of The Untethered Soul, which is a book by Michael J. Singer. It was one of my spiritual awakening books. There's a part in that book that stuck with me, and it was all about how if you make peace in your life a priority, then peace will be in your life. And if you truly value peace and ease and happiness in your life, and you really put effort and intention into valuing that, then there is nothing that will be more important than peace and ease. That means that the little inconveniences, the people that end up leaving your life, the things that happen in your life that may seem like the opposite of peace and ease, when those things happen, if you truly prioritize peace and ease above everything, which is way harder to do than you think it is because of how conditional this world is, if you truly prioritize peace and ease, you will have peace and ease in your life. It is only because you choose to see all of the things in your world that are, you know, conditional in terms of happiness or, you know, things that end up going wrong. It's only because you choose to let those things in, you choose to let those things bother you, that you feel you have no control over your ability to feel peace and ease. But it is actually not true because if that was your priority, then like, that would be your priority. And so I've been really sitting with that in the last week of my life. And I've been really trying to see where I am choosing without even consciousness associated with it. Because a lot of these things are not conscious. Like I didn't consciously choose to be upset over my podcast episode. Like I realized very quickly that I had a choice in my being upset, but I couldn't control the natural reaction that came after it. Like that was just what it was. And there's always going to be that time of feeling it. Like you need to feel upset about things that happen. Like you need that moment of sadness, pity, deprecation. Like you need to feel it. You need to like 
feel the darkness of what just happened. You can't just like brush under the rug and be like, it's fine. I'm fine. Like it's not fine. Okay. Like it's okay to not be fine for a minute, 10 minutes, a week, two weeks, however long you need to feel what you need to feel, like feel it. But there is a point where you decide that this is not productive to my life anymore. And like, it's that point. And it's like how quickly you come to that point. That is the marker and the decider of your ability to choose peace and ease deliberately. Continuing on my list, I will never again not save an episode. And what if it had been one with a guest or one that I couldn't recreate? So it could have been worse, essentially. Like I could have just recorded that entire episode with my mother and then lost it and couldn't get it back, couldn't re-record it. Like I'm glad that it was just me and I'm glad that it was like practical tips that I live my life by almost every day that are easy to talk about. Like it wasn't this crazy channeled inspired message, you know, like it it could have been worse. And then I continue on my list. It's all good. Take it with stride. Take it as a lesson. Bounce back, recover, flow, surrender. And then I started to really kind of look at the things in my life recently that I've been very conditional in my peace about and how I've come to find the silver linings in them eventually, but that this is no different from any of those things in my life that have happened that feel like really chaotic moments that end up leading to, you know, a redirection that is divinely lit. And I chose to use this podcast experience as evidence, as an experiment, as a test to see if I could really put into practice what I had been trying to do. And I just saw immediately when I started listing out the reasons why this could be a good thing, I saw so many silver linings and realizing that the way that we look at things and how we let them control us is truly a power that we give away that we don't even know that we are giving away. But if you can take these like inconveniences in your life and see the good in them quicker, then you will be able to take the hard moments in your life and see the good in them quicker. And it's all about that resilience and getting sharper at letting go of what you can't change and finding a way to make a decision that you are going to be unconditional in your peace and in your ease. And when it comes to things that you have no control over, of course there's a moment of reaction, but at the end of the day, you're never going to find a solution in that anxiety and you're never going to find a solution in that frustration. And so it's really important that you come to that that resolve, that surrender of what can I do? Like there's nothing I can do about it. It is what it is. That way you can get closer to, you know what? It is what I make it. You know, like there's that it is what it is and then there's the it is what I make it. There's the surrender and then there's your ability to create from a place of surrender and you have to go through the steps of feeling what you need to, surrendering to what is in the moment and then realizing, oh, okay, like this was actually a good thing. So this episode about, you know, life happens for you and not to you. This is just a very small example of it that I chose to really see the silver lining in. And now I'm making an episode about why losing my podcast episode was a good thing. And I want to encourage you this week, the week ahead, to ask yourself in all of the moments of inconvenience, all of the moments of things seeming to go wrong, why is this a good thing? And find as many reasons as you can for it and keep a list in your notes app and just list it. And I didn't really think that it was going to work. Like my first number on that list was I got to self-soothe with a bagel and coffee. Like it started so small as like I wouldn't have gotten my second pumpkin chai of the day. If you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app, and it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation. 
like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. And a bagel if this hadn't happened. Like I wouldn't have been able to enjoy this thing because I didn't need to self-soothe if it hadn't happened. And because I was able to really sit and enjoy my bagel and coffee, then I was really able to be like, hey, okay, like thank you for the ability to buy a bagel and coffee. Like it's really not that bad. And so it's like, how is this a good thing? And like the sooner that you can even put a little soothing thing underneath the bad thing that may have happened, that's the first reason. You know, that's your first reason for it's a good thing because I was able to go for a walk. It's a good thing because I was able to talk to a friend and have a beautiful conversation with them because I just needed someone to talk to. Like it's a good thing because I was able to soothe myself and then you will start to list reasons why it's a good thing from a broader perspective. And so this week I'm challenging you and I'm asking you, even if it's a mental note, but it really helped to write it out, keep a list in your notes app. Like why is this bad thing a good thing? Why is you missing your train or being stuck in traffic a good thing? Like how can you turn this thing that you have no control over into something that actually serves you and serves your ability to find peace in your life? I just have felt this so many times in my life in big ways, like in the moments where literally everything was in shambles, in the moments where I didn't know what was going to happen, in the moments where nothing felt okay. Like it wasn't an inconvenience. It was a life-altering event. And in those moments, in all of them, all of them, there's not a single one of them, even how tragic a lot of them may seem that I haven't looked back and said, no, like that was for me. Like that was for me to be who I am today. That was for me to be where I am today. Like those things that were awful and painful, like all of that, I'm grateful for it. Do I wish that it didn't have to come that way? Mm, Maybe in moments, yeah, but like that is life. Life is flux. Life is transition. Life is pain. And life is us being able to take that pain and turn it into lessons so that we can understand how to lead our lives with more intention, lead our lives with more surrender, not necessarily control because we don't have control over a lot, but being able to surrender to what we don't have control over and find the meaning in what feels like meaninglessness. You know, that is like the premise of this podcast in figuring shit out. It's like, you'll never have it figured out. That's the whole point. And so In my little inconvenience of my podcast episode, I started to just sit with it and be like, what can I take from something so inconvenient? What can I take from something so annoying? Like, I could just sit and re-record it, but what fun is that? Like, I didn't want to do that. That didn't feel inspired and that did not feel very true to where I was in the moment. What felt more honest to me was actually allowing myself to feel what I was feeling and turn it into an understanding of an observation of life and being able to really figure out how this could have been a good thing. Let me zoom out of this for a moment. I recorded a podcast episode. It got lost. Why did I even start the podcast in the first place, let alone come to where I am now, episode 20, redirecting energy into it and really wanting to pour love into it? I started the podcast in the first place because I had garnered a bit of a following on TikTok, not a big one, um, around 30,000 people just from like randomly making videos, giving spiritual advice. And I have been a writer my entire life. I've been a creative my entire life. I have told this story before, but I essentially started studying what I did in college because it made sense. Like it wasn't what I wanted to do. It just made sense. And I have made my life make sense for so long that yeah, it like looks good on paper. Like it's great, but did it feel fulfilling? 
know. Like, there was always something missing. And my whole life, I wanted to be a writer. Like, that was what I knew I would end up doing in some way, shape, or form. But because going to school to become a writer is not necessarily where you get the biggest bang for your buck, I started going to school for journalism. Um, Actually, it was like an interdisciplinary major with politics, philosophy, and law. And then I realized I'm going to sell out by turning what I loved into something that I don't love, then I might as well just do something that I really don't love and like get more out of my money and like get more out of this degree that I have to get anyways and like figure out how I can be and exist in the world so that I can then figure it out. Like I was just like, let me just get my shit under wraps. Like let me like go get a good job. Let me go like get a good degree that like makes sense for me. And so then I ended up getting a business degree and studying (laughs) quantitative finance and like let me just do this because I can and because it's like where I'll get the most value. And for so much of my life, I just like followed the thing that I was supposed to do. I was like, I will figure out my creative ambitions and my creative dreams at another time. I need to survive first, Right. And so I really started the podcast as a way to cope and for the first time really doing something and spending my time in a way that was truly for me, for myself, for my younger self, for my creative life to nurture it, to grow it and to relentlessly and unapologetically decide to share it with the world no matter who was listening or like who gave a fuck or who cared. And when I decided that I was going to do it, I was like, I'm not just going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put myself into it. Like, I... I think I didn't act for so long because I felt like if I couldn't give it what I had or if I couldn't give it like my everything it wasn't worth giving to and I think that that is so wrong that's like not a good way to approach life because then you'll never start anything and so within three months I grew my following from 30,000 followers to 100,000 followers I put as much love and time as I could into the podcast I poured love into myself I really really sat with honoring what I wanted to do and that whole thing came off of the tower moment of like feeling so directionless in my life that I needed something that I could direct, like something that was my own to feel better about like pretty much, you know, abandoning everything that I wanted to do when I was young, Um, which I'm so grateful for. Like looking back, of course, I dodged a bullet. I'm glad that I did not go to school and get the degree that I had initially wanted to get. Like it would have been fun. It would have been great. But I know that I would have struggled a lot. And I think that there's a really big honor in like being a starving artist in a way. But that just was not what I had in mind for myself. And realistically, I my goal more than anything, more than being a writer, more than being anything creative was just to live in New York City. And I just knew that if I was going to get to New York City, then I needed to be a bit more practical about how I was going to get there. And so I did what I needed to do. Anyways, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know some of this story. I just wanted to revisit it because the reason that I started to really redirect my energy here and to decide that, you know, this is going to be something that I do. Like this is going to be something that I put love into and I make it as safe as a community as I can for myself, for all the people who listen and really put my full heart and soul into it as much as I can give and as much energy that I'm giving things that aren't serving me. Like I want to put it into what I've already created and create more and like continue this journey of creative fulfillment in my life as I go on this discovery. And where that came from, that redirection, was another chaotic tower moment that took me a while to see the good in. Like, And when I say a while, it was about a week, which is kind of a long time um, for like the event. And I'll talk about it. I will talk about it. It's not the time to discuss any of those things, but essentially it just came from truly realizing that I will never be happy doing the thing that I should do, doing the thing that the world tells me I'm supposed to do. That's not to say that I'm not going to show up and do what I need to do and honor the responsibilities in my life. That's simply to say that all of the extra energy that I'm giving over to something that doesn't feel truly fulfilling, I want to take as much as I can and direct it into what does feel fulfilling. So that's not to say that I'm going to abandon, you know, the responsibilities or the things in my life because they've shown me, you know, the realities of them. It's just 
another opportunity that I used to learn about myself and basically say, I don't want to be here in 10 years. Like, I don't want to be in 10 years looking at my life and being like, what did I serve and what do I have to show for it? And why didn't I do the thing that made my heart flutter? And why didn't I put more love into it when I had the opportunity to do so? And so I decided to see this like kind of shattering illusion and all right well what is real in all of this and it also gave me a real deep sense of gratitude too because in the realizing that things aren't how they you know are supposed to be or in the realizing that things aren't what you thought they were you're able to zoom out of your life to realize that life is filled with altering events life is filled with shattering illusions and I can choose to sit in my misery and sadness about them or I can just simply choose to say what can I do here and like that is what I've truly learned how to do in so many events of life it's what I've learned how to do with the childhood that I faced it's what I've learned how to do with you know growing up really really fast because I had to it's what I've learned how to do in all of the moments that felt like I couldn't get through them I've always known there's got to be another side, like there's got to be another way. And the amount of time I sat in the sadness before I said that to myself has gotten shorter and shorter throughout my life because of the turmoil and because of my ability to know that when there is turmoil, there is something behind it. There's always something behind it. And I get asked a lot of questions, usually around how I've learned a lot of the things that I know or how I have come to the realizations and how I'm able to articulate these things. And truly the answer is quite simple and it's not very beautiful. It's based on the fact that I was a child who did not get to be a child for very long. Like I did not have a very stable upbringing and I had quite a chaotic and dysfunctional home life. And from a young age, I had to learn how to self-isolate and self-protect and be very independent and how to take care of myself, how to internalize my own feelings so that they didn't trickle out into the world that was around me that couldn't quite take them. Like from a young age, I've had to be very introspective and I've had to really take care of my own self in the ways that I, you know, found out how to. I lived my life in a survival mode for a long period of time and I choose to not talk about those life events and I haven't really gone very deeply into them because I don't want them to define me because they don't define me. And I think that there is a way to articulate them that I'm coming to find as I start to share more, connect more, read more, and realize what's really relevant to the audience that is listening. But in all of those really hard life events, I would never change my life ever. I would never wish for different parents. I have learned how to forgive my parents and I've learned how to see my parents as people. I have learned how to overcome a lot of that pain from childhood. And I will talk about this more and more on, um, you know, shadow work episodes. I have a lot more in store, but the point is that I look back at all of those things and I have to see the purpose in them because otherwise, what were they for? And what was all of that, you know, for? Like if you don't do anything with it and it's like you have these two options when life crumbles or you are dealt the cards that you've been dealt and the two options are either continue to perpetuate the stories and the narratives that the world has handed to you or decide that you get to write your own. The two options are to continue the cycles, continue the patterns, continue to be unconscious and basically repeat the same childhood that you had in your adult life with the same types of people and the recreating of those events or choose to see what was wrong with those things, why it went so wrong, how it affected you, and how you can choose differently. And in my childhood, I think that the one thing I was really truly blessed with from a young age was like this idea of hope. I never lost hope. Like, 
even in all of the sadness that encapsulated so much of it and a lot of like the brokenness of my family, I never decided that this was going to be my life. I had an escape plan from when I was like 12 years old on and I was like, I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving like the second that I'm able to leave and I'm going to begin a life that I get to create. I think that I knew that what I was experiencing somehow, whether I was blessed with the knowing of it or I just was observing everything from like my life to my friends' lives, I knew that what I was going through wasn't normal and I knew that it didn't have to be that way and I knew that somewhere I would have the ability to change something. And that took a lot longer than I thought. Like I didn't just like leave home at 18 and I was like, all right, great, new life, awesome. Like, no, 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 you have to heal from all of those things. Like you realize after a very long period of trauma that actually, no, this did impact every single neuron in my brain. And now I have to do the work to give myself a new brain essentially. But I choose to see the silver lining in that. I choose to see that the fact that I had to grow up very quickly at a young age gave me the ability to learn these things quicker and to know these things more deeply and to sit in pain for a long period of time as an adolescent, as a child, so that I didn't have to in my adult years. And I am grateful for it. I am grateful for what my parents didn't know. And I am grateful that I now have the relationships that I do with both of them after long periods of time of a lot of insanity to where I can have my mother on my podcast for self-healing and development and self-growth because I know that the things that she went through as a child made her into who she was, which then affected me and who I was. And like that sense of generational trauma, it's like you can't even blame your parents for what they didn't know. They didn't know any better. And I have come to a place of really learning how to forgive and relearning how to forgive when I forget that I've forgiven. And it's all of those things in my life, all of those moments where I felt so dark, depleted, sad that ended up being the things that made me who I am. All of those things, no matter how graphic they may have been, were for me. I choose to believe that. I choose to see it. I could choose to see it a different way. And it would probably be a lot easier for me to see it a different way that they happened to me. But I don't want to identify as a victim in my life. I don't want to be a victim of my life. And that is also why I haven't really spoken about a lot of the trauma that I went through or a lot of the things that I've gone through. It's a sense of, yeah, those things are like very personal to me and you know, to my family, but as well, just I don't want that to be my sense of credibility because I know that everyone goes through shit and I don't think that my pain is any larger than anyone else's pain. And I don't think that pain is to be compared. I think that everyone experiences pain because it is a natural and inevitable part of life, no matter what you had to go through to experience it. And it's not comparable. It's not something that you can look at someone else going through and say, oh, okay, like I feel better now because I know that they had it worse. And I don't think that we should be talking about pain that way. Now, I do think that there is value in being able to, you know, speak from a place of finding light after going through a lot of darkness and say, you know, this is how I did it. And I'm learning how to do that in a way that is filled with a sense of respect for those things, for my parents, for my upbringing. But the reason that I haven't made it a huge part of my content or my podcast and underpinning of anything that I really choose to create in terms of referencing those specific events or those things is because I don't want to identify with it. I don't want it to be what defines me, and I don't. I've learned how to not identify from it to the point where, you know, I'll post something on TikTok and, like, someone will comment, she's never been through anything in her life, and I feel nothing. Like, I feel no need to prove that I've been through things and that I have been through darkness to find light because there's just no point. I think that like everyone wants to play the pain Olympics and there's 
you know, there's beauty in stories. There's beauty in stories of how you became who you were. I think that there's real value in telling that, but there's no value in using it as a shield or using it as a point of credibility. I think that our credibility comes from our ability to just learn from the experiences at hand, whatever they were and how we dealt with them, whether it be losing a podcast or going through something traumatic, there is something to be learned in all of it. And sometimes you have to feel the weight of the pain first before you can even accept it before you can then even learn how to turn it into something bigger. And I also think about, you know, the times in my life where I resisted change so much, the times in my life where I knew that I wasn't supposed to be where I was, but I didn't want to let go and I was clinging on way too tightly. I think of the heartbreak that I have been through and how truly truly grateful I am for it to have experienced that and to have learned everything that I did through it. And I truly feel like whenever someone tells me that they're going through a breakup or they're growing through, you know, letting go of someone, I really want to almost extend my hand and just be like, it is okay. Like, I promise it's going to be okay. You have no idea what lays ahead of you because when someone is taken out of your life or when you choose to go into a different direction and you really choose to stop grasping onto what you know is not right for you anymore, there's pain, but then there is like this true opening of life that happens afterwards. And the only reason I know that is because I had to go through it to know that. And in the moment of deciding that, in the moment of letting go of, you know, a relationship that wasn't serving me that I didn't want to let go of at the time, I also knew by doing that what I was choosing. I knew that I was choosing myself by doing that. And there was no other way to choose myself other than it had to be painful. And in that pain, I learned how to love myself. In that pain, I learned how to break myself free. I learned how to truly surrender and realize that everything happens for a reason. It really, really does. And I knew that it would come in time. I knew that I would see all the reasons in time. And I I did. What you think is loss ends up being new love that you didn't know you had. And that love is is for yourself, you know? It is how can I take this as an opportunity to give myself whatever I was looking for in this person or in this thing? Because we are never meant to extract anything from anyone or any source of what we believe to be validity or happiness. And because of those tower moments, because of the heartbreak that I had went through, I was able to learn how to heal my own heart, how to love my own heart. And it took a while. It was not this quick, fast, snippy little thing. And I'm still learning every day more and more how to love the parts of myself that I haven't accepted quite yet. But by pouring love into myself, by deciding that that was going to be my main priority, I am now in a relationship that is filled with love and filled with an unconditional sense of true partnership you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what is for you. You don't know what in the moments of shambles, in the moments where everything is destroyed and everything is falling apart, what can be created from that? You don't know who is going to rise from the ashes when you come out of it. That person, that's a new version of you. That is a new version of life. And we often see all of the things crumbling all around us and see it as destruction instead of true revitalization for something new. You have to make way for the new things to come in. And that means that the old things have to leave. You know, They're just like pulled out of your life sometimes and it is so hard. It is really hard. It is not something that you're going to be able to say, okay, great. What's next? You need to feel what you have to feel in those moments. But I want you to start practicing this with the inconveniences. I want you to start where it's easy. Start with the things that are annoying throughout your day. Recognize it. Recognize yourself going from a place of feeling good or a place of neutrality even to being annoyed or to being frustrated or to feeling like something didn't work out the way that you wanted it to. I want you to sit in those moments, feel your feelings, journal about what you feel upset about, okay? Have your bitch. 
have your moment, have your little vent session. Don't get too caught up in that because it, it can be really hard to talk yourself down after you've just listed all the reasons why this thing was so annoying. But have your moment to yourself and then ask yourself, how could this be a good thing? Why is this a good thing? Why? Those questions that you can ask yourself where your brain like immediately starts to answer. Why is this a good thing? You start thinking of one thing and multiple things will follow. And if you can do that for the little inconveniences in your life, like losing a podcast episode, then you can do that for the larger inconveniences in your life. And it may take more time. It may take more time to see the true effects of it. This is not in any means a way to rush your healing or to rush yourself into the silver linings. Like take your time in the rest that you need. Take your time in the learning how to surrender to it. But when we think about the little inconveniences that happen, the little things that that get us so upset, get us so angry and frustrated for no reason, it seems like. If we are that reactive to those things, how reactive are we going to be when something actually happens that shakes us to our core? And so it's about building that groundedness, that resilience in your life, feeling your feet on the ground, feeling the energy flow throughout your body, feeling yourself alive and knowing that everything is okay. Everything is really okay right now. It always has been okay. If you're here today, it's always been okay. Even in the moments where it didn't feel like it, and sometimes you need that. You need to feel like everything isn't okay and you need to feel like you're not, but you will be again. You know that you always will be again. And it is as simple as asking to have the universe show you why something happened or have the universe show you why this thing shouldn't be in your life. Have the universe show you the magic of this inconvenience. Truly asking for it and then really looking for it. When I was in a situation that I did not know if I should be in anymore and I had crossed a threshold of mentally checking out a million times beforehand and resisting what I knew was coming, I clearly said out loud to myself, to the universe, and I wrote it down. I said, universe, show me, like show me if this person should be in my life and if they shouldn't make it blaringly obvious because I'm not going to do anything about it. Clearly, I'm not going to do anything about it unless it's blaringly obvious. Like, show me. And being able to write that down and say, like, I am ready. If you want me to be, I am ready for change. If you are going to shape it up for me and make it as easy as possible for me to see change, then I, I will follow suit. And that made it a lot easier for me to accept that change was coming, that change had happened. I knew in that moment I had asked for this and I trusted in the divine guidance of it. So if you're in a situation where you don't know what to do, it's as simple as asking. And maybe you don't trust that you're going to get an answer, but I promise that you will if you simply surrender to it and wait and see. And then when it does happen, you will start to find the reasons why it was a good thing. But it starts small. And I also want you to take a moment to survey your life and ask yourself how many blessings in disguise have you uncovered? How many bullets have you dodged? How many times have you looked back at yourself, a younger version of yourself who was so confused and so lost and wanted to tell them it's going to be all right. You have no idea how all right it's going to be. Just hold out. And then I want you to picture your future self telling you that now when you're in shambles and when you're feeling so low. I want you to look at all the times in your life that ended up being blessings in disguises. And I want you to look at all the times in your life that felt so dark and so bleak that you cannot see a blessing in disguise in and just sit with it and try. Sit with it and try to see what it can teach you. And that might seem like a really big ask, but... I promise that those things were meant to make you who you are. They were meant to bring you to that darkness so that you could see the light. There is an equal and an opposite to everything. So for every low level of pain you've been through, there is a high. There's a high level of light 
that you may have not been able to see from it, but it's there. It's, it's always been there. It's always out your door waiting for you, waiting for you to see it. It hasn't gone anywhere, but if you're so stuck in the shadow of your darkness, then you won't be able to find it. You won't be able to see it. And it feels really resonant that this can go for like the truly, truly painful moments of life to something that feels like an inconvenience that ends up ruining your day. Because if you even think about how many days you let be ruined by the inconveniences or by other people not treating you well or by the world not behaving the way that you needed it to behave so that you could feel okay, you will realize how much power you're giving away to what you can't control and that the only thing that you can control is how you choose to look at it. You choose to see things as for you or to you. You choose to see things as things you have to do or things you get to do. You choose. You have that choice. No one can take it away from you and you're the only one who can build the resilience for it. You can't control what happens to you. You can't control what life hands you. But if you choose to choose, if you choose to say, I get to, if you choose to say, this is for me, I don't know why, universe, God, show me why. I don't know why this happened, but it has to be for me. If you choose to ask for the reasons why, you'll find them. And then somehow you're no longer dealt these really shitty cards. Somehow because of your ability to see the bright side of life and the silver linings of everything, you're able to attract things that are obvious silver lining that are obviously meant for you. You will know when something is meant for you. You will know when something is aligned because you'll feel it because you've been training yourself to be in that alignment. So for the next week, every inconvenience that happens to you, every little unruly thing, I want you to take out your phone and list why is this a good thing. Feel free to send it to me if you want. My socials are linked down below and share your thoughts with me on how this sat with you. And I also want you to take a minute and sit with how many blessings in disguise you have been through throughout your life and where you can truly find the gratitude for the cards you've been dealt, whether you found that they were good or they weren't, and how that pain has made you stronger and how that pain has made you who you are and how you can appreciate who you are because you deserve to you truly do if you liked this episode please leave a review please leave a comment please feel free to let me know there's a lot more coming for you guys and i'm very excited about it and again thank you from the bottom of my heart with so much gratitude for everyone who expresses love in some way and i have a lot more in store and a lot more to collectively create in this space with you so thank you for listening have a beautiful week ahead and remember it's happening for you not to you the universe is kissing your forehead, tucking you in at night, and you don't want to go to sleep, but you got to go to sleep and see the sun in the morning. Because if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then you don't have a life. You have an act. So go and live your fucking life. I will see you guys next Sunday. Mwah. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. Now, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lost, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.